My homily tonight is in two parts. The first part is really easy for me to say. The second part, not so much. Before I say any of it, I want to remind you the analogy I gave when I first became pastor here. Many of you have heard it more than once. But that is my role as pastor is to speak the truth. My role as pastor is to teach. My role as pastor is to love you. And sometimes that means telling you things you may not want to hear. The analogy I gave years ago was I live on the side of the road, right? This country road. And there's a deep ravine down the road. And all of a sudden the rains come and the, the, the bridge washes out. I can, if I want, if I want to be easy, I'll just let the cars go, right? I can sit on my porch and do nothing and, and maybe they fall into the, into the ravine and maybe they see it or whatever. But I have an obligation, since I know that that bridge is out, to tell the cars coming by that that's the case. What the reaction is to that is up to the people in the car. I don't have any control over that. All I can do is say, the bridge is out, you might want to do something different than you're doing. Because it's dangerous. So, first part. I could not have been more thrilled and heartwarmed last night at the, at the fish fry. Those of you that were there. I mean, the joy in that room was palpable. It, it was amazing. We are, <laughs> we're at capacity downstairs. Now that doesn't mean don't y'all come to the fish fry. We might have to have you wait a little bit longer, but it was beautiful. It was beautiful for a lot of reasons. It's beautiful because we are an actual vibrant parish. Look at the crowd tonight and so on, right? So I want to thank you. I want to thank you for um, making the parish authentically a center of your lives. Obviously, your families are a center. But your parish family is a very, very important center as well. I've spoken about the book, The Benedict Option, and its paradigm uh, modeled after the Benedictine abbeys in Europe, where after the barbarians defeated Rome and the society kind of fell apart, contrary to the black myth that it was the church that caused the Dark Ages, it was not. It was the church that saved the world and Europe from the Dark Ages by way of the monasteries, by way of the monks, who were the centers of learning and liturgy and beauty and art and, and social things. And that's the model. Are we physically going to build an abbey? No. But in reality, I want St. Mark to be that center, that safe place. Not in the modernist way of using that term. But an actual, actual place where you come and you're and you're protected, and you're nourished, and you have fun, and you learn, and you worship, and all of that. So that's the first part. I just want to thank you. Um, it's just such a beautiful thing to see the life and vibrancy of this parish. Now, today, well, let me back up. So we have sent out information to you recently about this Senate bill in the Denver legislature that's being debated. Uh, it is a radically radically pro-abortion bill. And when I say radical, I mean if this passes, Colorado will be the, the worst state in the country, and even above many parts of the world in countries we wouldn't even think of in terms of the uh, openness to abortion that this state will be, always has been, 
right? The state was the first to legalize abortion before Roe v. Wade. So we've always been in a not very good place where that's concerned. So today, uh, down at the Capitol was a rally. Um, and I and a number of other St. Mark parishioners went to that, and there were uh, quite a number of other people. I would guess at least two or 300 people, I'm, I don't know, but somewhere around there. And so on the steps of the Capitol were the speakers, including Archbishop Aquila, by the way. And they included people who are in the Respect Life Ministries, in apostolates, in helping to take care of moms who are pregnant, who are helping to take care of moms after they've maybe had an abortion. And, and by the way, as an aside, everything I'm saying to you today, both the fun, good stuff that was easy to say, as well as this, every word I am saying today is said with love. I promise you it is said with love. Including as I speak about this very difficult topic, to say, if you are a person who has experienced that in your own life, I know there is help, there is healing. God loves you so very much. He wants to heal you. So please allow us. I sit on a healing team with Project Rachel. I know that um, we have seen wonderful healing from, from people. So... The speakers up on the dais at the Capitol were taking turns one at a time and speaking. The problem was those of us on the ground couldn't hear them. The reason we couldn't hear them, and I and our group of people from St. Mark were in the kind of the very back. So in the very back of the crowd, there were there was a police tape, right? And then only like three feet behind that line. So everybody that was the pro uh, the the, the uh, people at the rally were in front of that tape. And then there was a second tape about three feet back. So there was this little three feet space. And then behind that <clears throat> were the protesters. I have been, well, as some of you know, I used to be the Respect Life Director for the Diocese of Colorado Springs. I'm now still involved. I'm on the Project Rachel team, but I'm also uh, the chaplain, if you will, of that apostolate. So the reason that we could not hear anything very well is because the protesters had bullhorns. And number one, they were bullhorns that had a siren function. They were 10 feet from my head, blasting sirens. And I'm talking about police car sirens. Not only could we not hear anything, but it hurt. It was painful. What was more painful, however, were the words that these protesters were speaking. I have been to Washington, D.C. rallies. I've been to San Francisco rallies. I've been to Boston rallies, Colorado Springs, Denver. I've been to rallies all over the country. In my 63 years of life, I have never heard or experienced such evil as I experienced, as we experienced today. I am not exaggerating when I tell you that Satan was there. He was there. And I saw him, not physically, but I saw him through those people. I'm not going to get into detail because there's mixed... <laughs> I mean... I, 
I don't have to go into detail. I will just tell you this, and this is the upshot, and again, I say this with all love in my heart, and as the person on the road who says the bridge is out, please stop, please stop. You're going to be hurt or killed. And I'm speaking of your eternal soul. Jesus appeared in the transfiguration for a purpose for these three apostles. The reason he appeared the way he did was to give them a glimpse, an inoculation, if you will, against what was coming. That was coming. That's what we are preparing for, my brothers and sisters, in Lent, every Lent. Good Friday is that day. So Jesus was giving these three apostles a little nugget of grace. He was saying to them in the transfiguration, you're going you're gonna to really have a hard time with what's coming. But this is who I really am. That's not going to last. This is going to last. And my brothers and sisters, that is what our Lord is telling us right here, right now. There is ugliness in the world. The people that were standing at the foot of this cross, those of you that have watched the movie, The Passion of the Christ, know this. If you've not seen that movie, I really encourage you to watch it. It's very challenging, but please watch it. Because the feeling at the foot of the cross was something like I felt today. I I felt an infinitesimal amount of what was there, but I felt a similar thing, I think which was to witness pure evil. Pure evil. Of Satan completely having his way. The words and the slogans and the things that those people were saying, I have never, never seen the like or heard the like. My brothers and sisters, what I'm saying to you about the bridge being out I'm not asking you what party you belong to. I don't care. What I care about, and what I'm going to tell you now as your pastor, as your spiritual father, you cannot vote for these people. I don't care how much other good they do. I don't care. Hitler did a lot of good. Hitler rebuilt a country. Hitler rebuilt the military. Hitler Hitler rebuilt the whole economy. Awesome. Yay. Then he killed six million people. That's exactly what one of the parties in our country is doing. Oh, they're doing some good work. Sure. They're killing millions and millions more than Hitler killed. My brothers and sisters, I beg you, for the sake of your eternal soul, stop voting for and supporting these people. The only person in that party that you are legitimately able to vote for is someone who is overtly and publicly pro-life. If they are publicly and emphatically pro-life, then fine. But the people inside of that Capitol building today... And by the way, they were in debate on the floor for 26 hours. And then they were in debate in the committee for, I want to say, 10 or 15 hours before that. The people in the legislature 
though they may not have used such egregious language as those protesters, believe exactly the same thing. I promise you. They could not, could not have less regard for human life than they do. So, my brothers and sisters, we are approaching in a few short weeks this horrendous thing that happened. You and I standing at the foot of the cross 2,000 years ago, as I'd said before, could, could in no way see any good that came from that. And yet, God being God and God knowing what God knows, took that and he gave us the ultimate good, which is our salvation. You and I can't, I can't, humanly, see any good coming out of those people. But God does. And so the last thing I want to leave you with is this. And Archbishop Aquila basically said this. He he could hear it. All of us could hear their words. He said we should not hate them. And I agree. We should not hate them. We should pray for them. Not in praying for them like the Pharisees. Oh God, thank you that I'm not like those people. Hopefully that's true. But we need to pray for them authentically. Their souls are massively in jeopardy. And again, anybody who votes for those legislators who then propose bills like this and vote for bills like this and pass bills like this and cause even more babies to die, your soul is in danger too. My brothers and sisters, the bridge is out. I love you. Go a different way. Stop the way you're going. If you keep going the way you are, those of you that are supporting that, you're going to die. And God doesn't want that, and I don't want that.